Well, the brain's an efficient machine. So the more that you, the more you do it, the, you know, the faster it gets there. So it's, it just became easier to access those feelings of gratitude and joy. What gratitude is really at its essence is you're looking at what is there instead of what's missing. Hello, everyone. I'm Maria Sansone, and welcome to another edition of Mom to Mom, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. No, like, really, thank you. When you hear those words, thank you, you realize that they do carry a lot of weight, don't they? And a few years ago, my guest, who you are about to meet, set out to confirm just how powerful those two little words are. Gina Hamity is a writer and a mom. She wrote 365 letters of gratitude, handwritten letters, back in 2018. And then she put all of her experiences into a book for us. And as she'll tell us, there is actual evidence that gratitude makes us feel happier as people. And things can totally shift when we focus on what we do have instead of the things that we don't have. So from complete strangers to her family, she got everyone involved. She even wrote letters to her husband for an entire month. And I got to tell you, the outcome really surprised me. This is a wonderful episode. I learned so much and maybe even this will convince us to put pen to paper and write someone a good old fashioned thank you note. So here's my chat with Gina Hamady. Hi, Gina. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm so grateful that you are here with us today because this topic of gratitude comes up a lot on this show because there's actually science behind it, right? That it makes people feel better as human beings to have this feeling of gratitude. And so I started looking around. I thought, who could really dive into this topic? And then I find you, you actually wrote the book on it. You wrote a book called, I want to thank you. So thank you. You are the perfect person for this conversation. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you found me. Let's talk about what you did. Walk us through the project a little bit and then how the book came to be. It started on this train ride that I was taking every day to New Jersey. I live in Brooklyn. I had this stack of thank you notes to write. I organized a fundraiser for City Harvest. I had a big stack of thank you notes to write. And it was just one thing on a very long to-do list. I yeah. had two little kids freelance career. And this was one thing on the list. And it was surprising to me that when I took out those notes and started writing them on the train, instead of what I had been doing, which was what you'd imagine, work, you know, <laughs> yeah. work emails, to-do lists, social feeds. When I sat with these thank you notes, thanking all kinds of people that I, some of whom I hadn't seen in years, you know, for donating money to a fundraiser I'd organized, something about it felt so good and I noticed that I would leave the train in a totally different mood. Like I would just, it was as if, I don't know. It's like, I felt my shoulders relaxing. I felt my breathing slow and the whole day felt like it was off to a better start. I feel like I noticed things more now that I've actually looked into some of the signs of gratitude. I was actually feeling those benefits. Your breathing does slow. Your heart rate does slow. Your, you know, these things are actually true, but I was feeling it. 
in my body. And so at the end of the month, this was January, January, 2018, when I was finished with my stack of thank you notes, I was kind of reflecting on this because it had happened, you know, so many days that I had to sort of think about it and say, this is such a, it's just, it's, you know, it was sort of uncanny and I want to keep it up. And I don't, I don't exactly know what that means or what that would, you know, what that would look like. But I saw that I had written 31 thank you notes. That's how many were on my list. And it was January 31st. So the concept for the year kind of came to me in a little neatly wrapped present. Let me write a thank you note for every day this year. And, you know, and then I started thinking about how I would actually do that. And I put some structure behind it. Every month I turned to a different topic. So I sort of laid out the plan for the whole year right there on that train ride. It's really interesting because when I think about thank you cards, I do love a good old fashioned thank you note. And I've always been big on that and having my kids do it as best as they can in their messy handwriting. I think people really appreciate it. But as a parent, and I bet you there's moms out there that feel this way. The thank you note to me is that thing on the to-do list. Right. I'm like, oh, you guys got gifts. Ah, we got to write thank you notes. This is not that. This is not the obligatory, no. I got something, I got to send a note. This is you taking the time, being thoughtful, and finding these people in your life you wanted to send these notes to. Talk about how you broke that down, kind of like month by month. So at the outset, I brainstormed 12 topics, or 11, because I had just done my first topic. Some of those topics include family friends. So some of them were pretty straightforward, family, friends, neighbors, career mentors. And then because I had to get up to 11, I got creative food, travel, health. Um, my husband, I dedicated a whole month to him. So I, and we're going to get into that later. Cause that's good stuff. Yeah. It was an interesting exercise for sure. So I wrote the topics at the beginning of the year and kind of sketched it out. And then month by month, each month felt really different. So at the beginning of the month, I would look at the topic and have a brainstorm and write a big list and, you know, try to retrieve memories. You know, for my first month that I did this, you know, February, neighbors. Um, so I started thinking, okay, who in my neighborhood has done me a favor, has done my family a favor? So that was sort of the parameter that I put for that month. Um, you know, and then that was really different from, let's say, um, authors, you know, which yeah. those were more like, that was fan mail, right? And that was really different from career mentors, which, you know, then I'm looking at back at my whole career and thinking about who made a difference and remembering what they said or what they did and how it impacted me. Was there ever the fear that, oh my gosh, they're going to think I want something or they're going to think I'm being a weirdo that I just all of a sudden wrote a thank you note to my neighbor? First of all, I think neighbors was a good month to start with because I felt those feelings. You know, I felt like, oh my God, the guy at the mozzarella store is going to think I'm so weird. Like we have this nice rapport and now I'm going to like write him a note and he's going to be like, what's wrong with this woman? Um, you know, but that month, you know, 30 neighbors, you know, that sort of got my feet wet. And I, you know, realized that nobody thinks it's weird. Everybody thinks it's lovely. You know, there's, it's very common. Um, and in fact, I spoke to this for the book. Um, I interviewed a bunch of experts and I interviewed this uh, social scientist out of University of Texas at Austin. And he studies this. And it's really common that people overestimate the awkwardness of a really heartfelt gratitude letter or just expression of gratitude. And then they underestimate the impact. So mm. even these little, you know, the mozzarella guy that we have a nice rapport, you know, it's low stakes, but he 
for that, for that simple example, he came out from behind the counter, gave me a big hug. And he's like, are you moving or something? So like, if that was my fear that I would think, you know, that I would be afraid that he would think I was really weird and I would make it weird from now on. That's the worst that, that could happen is that he, you know, is like, are you moving? Like, so obviously it is weird, like in the sense that it's unusual, you don't get those notes a lot, but that doesn't make it weird or it's weird in a great way. And time. I know you didn't set out to get feedback or to really expect anything in return, but obviously you did get feedback. So I'm curious, some of the highlights for you. And that was a really specific edict to myself at the beginning of the year. I actually started that month on a spreadsheet and wrote the names and wrote whatever. And I then erased the spreadsheet because I realized that one of the columns would naturally be for a response. It's sort of like begging for like, okay, well, what did they say? And I was like, I can't, that is going to be so unhealthy for me to constantly be looking back and thinking, oh, wait, they didn't, they didn't say anything. Did they get it? What should I say? Should I follow up? And, and so I just, I wrote it was to the myself, act of doing it. That was it. That's it. That's yeah. it. So I wrote to myself, give everything, expect nothing. Don't even check. Don't second guess. But of course I got so many wonderful responses and I got a lot of this made my day. I heard that dozens of times, mm. dozens. Like it's such a yeah. nice phrase to hear a lot. And it's, it's a common one for a nice reason. It's like, oh, I, I made your day. It was just a few sentences. And that's so nice that I made your day. I also heard a lot of like vulnerable admissions and confidences. You know, a lot of, you know, I'm actually going through a hard time right now. So it was wonderful to get this at this mm. moment. And this was pre-COVID. So now we're all going, we, we've all been going through a lot, but at the time it was just a normal year. And who knows, how do we know who's going through something? We don't, we don't check in with people who we used to see somebody I'm thinking of as a chef at an, our favorite, our old favorite restaurant that has since closed and we're in touch, but not all the time. I obviously would never have known that, but by me making myself vulnerable and taking that chance to feel awkward. And I did a lot. But I always thought that it was this like achievable dare. And I knew even if it felt like uh, awkward, I knew in my brain that this was not going to be poorly received. What's the worst that could happen? So I sort of listened to that. Anyway, the flip side of that is me making myself vulnerable opened up people to become vulnerable themselves, which was which was a beautiful thing. I got a lot of voicemails. I got a lot of texts and I got a fair amount of snail mail back, which was always appreciated. How did you start to feel? So this whole thing was kind of an experiment. And for those of us out there who are trying to practice gratitude and doing small things in our daily life, I'm just wondering when you started seeing, or if you started seeing changes and how you felt. It all started right with me identifying this feeling of relaxation and clarity and kind of a little bit of calm in a hectic day. And it's every time I sat down to do this, that continued and it was sort of easier to access. And in my book, I interviewed a brain scientist and started, you know, trying to understand that concept of, you know, you sit down and do something and it becomes easier. So whether that's math or a language or gratitude, you know, 
gratitude and optimism, if you sit down regularly with those feelings, they become easier to access. If I start talking about the connections, I'm going to sound terrible without my notes. So I'm not going to try to explain. But we do. The point is we know there's science behind it. (laughs) Absolutely. And we know that with practice, things do start to come easier. So that's why it's like a gratitude practice almost. It's like yoga, you know, it's the practice because you just keep evolving and changing. Well, the brain's an efficient machine. So the more that you, the more you do it, the, you know, the faster it gets there. So it's, it just became easier to access those feelings of gratitude and joy. What gratitude is really at its essence is you're looking at what is there instead of what's missing. And so it's a human thing to walk around and look for the mistakes and look for what's needs to be fixed. And you have to do that because you have things to fix and you're, you have your life and you know, that's a, you know, in some ways that's a useful, useful thing, but in a lot of ways, it's not very useful. So gratitude kind of flips it. And so instead of thinking, God, I don't have this and I don't have that, you're looking at what you have. And this was this practice of really kind of painstakingly taking note and looking at what I have in this really specific way in 12 aspects of my life and not only looking at it and feeling grateful for it, but expressing it to the people responsible, which then creates this. Yeah. I'm sure it reframes the brain. Well, I want to move into your family life because you're a mom and you're a wife. And obviously this trickled into your home. And one of the things you did was write a letter of gratitude to your husband for an entire month. So tell us about that experience. He turned 40 in December of that year. So every day of December, I wrote him a note. So I should say throughout the year, I I didn't write one a day. I generally wrote, wrote them in batches of like five or eight, you know, when I would have an hour or so. But for him, it was the first time of, you know, in this year that I really did that practice of doing one a day. And I would generally do it, you know, maybe kind of right before bed, I would just sort of find a few minutes and thank him for something that he did in the day. A lot of it was of course really simple, but I, it just made me, it just like what we were saying that you're, instead of looking at what's missing, you're looking at what's there, you know? So with two people who are, you know, running a daycare center for two, AKA a family with two small (laughs) children, it's a business and there's so much done and it's so much and it's so natural and we all do it cataloging everything you're doing, which Mm -hmm. means the the partner isn't doing it because you're doing it, but you're not cataloging what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. You can't because you're yourself and you only know really what you're doing. And it just, even in the best of relationships, I think that creates resentment. So this was nice practice of looking at the stuff that he takes care of that I don't even think about saying thank you for it. And just thinking about must have been so happy. My husband would, he would go over the moon for this. I feel like he would just be thrilled that I noticed that he's doing the things that I just take for granted. You know, the taking out of the trash or getting the kids ready for school or those things that you kind of fall into the roles and it's like, okay, well, that's just what you do. And right. if you don't do it, you're going to hear from me, but you're not going to hear from me if you do do it. Right. So right. Right. I think just you know, those positive affirmations go a long way, not just with children. Cause we talk about that a lot with kids, but with, you probably had a very nice month is what I'm saying. We had a very nice month and he was giving it back to me too. And I write in the book though, we did have this big fight in the middle of the month, you know, Ooh. 
We did. We did. We had this big fight in the middle of the month. There was all kinds of stuff going on. And what I kind of thought about when I was writing the chapter, like, what was that about? Like, why do we have this big fight? Like all my defenses were down, right? It's like, I had just been like, here you go. Like, I'm going to tell you everything wonderful about you. All my defenses were down. And then I, and then for a moment, if I felt unappreciated, you know, I was like, what? Cause you're like, I'm dishing all this out here. Pouring <laughs> and, my heart out. <laughs> and the stress of the holidays. And yes. Cause you have a different expectation. I, you know, I know that we said from the get-go, you didn't have expectations going into this, but you have a different expectation from the mozzarella guy. Than right. you do from your husband. 100%, 100%. So it just is what it is. But but that being said, the fight was sort of more explosive, but then the makeup was so much like faster and more loving. It's like we were both, I think we were both really vulnerable, like after yeah. really expressing so much gratitude for each other throughout the month. Fates can be productive too, because yeah. you were you yeah. were putting stuff out there. And so maybe some of this stuff needed to be said. But how about the kids? How did they, did they get involved? So at the time, my oldest was five, turned five that year in April. And my little one was only one and a half. So really it was Henry, my older one, who was very involved. He, um, he was just so interested in the project. He would always be asking me about it. He'd say, did you write any notes today? What did you write? Um, you know, I brought him in when I could, um, in my neighbor month, he delivered a lot of those notes and we would talk about it. And, and then in my author month, he and I wrote to 11 of his favorite children's book authors. And a lot of them wrote back, actually, that's like a little tip. A lot of um, a lot of children's book authors write back and oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It was so sweet. And in my, in my parenting chapter, I interviewed this author of a book called making grateful kids. And he and I had this really interesting conversation because he, all of his tips in the book that I read, obviously after my thank you year, I had been doing those just sort of naturally. And a lot of them come down to these conversations and a lot of them come down to making this connection that is really hard for a kid to make and you have to help them make it, that there are people behind the stuff they love. You know, it's like simple, but they don't, they don't know it, right? It's like, they love their video game. They love, you know, the pizza, but there's somebody who made that pizza. Somebody designed that video game. You know, somebody wrote the children's book you love and just sort of helping them make that connection really goes a long way in kind of paving the way for them to understand gratitude. One of the chapters you focused on parenting helpers mm-hmm. and boy, thank they need all the thank yous, you know, right. it absolutely takes a village. So who were some of your parenting helpers and how did that chapter go for you? That chapter started, I sort of dovetailed it with my oldest fifth birthday. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to write a thank you note to everybody who came to his party and gave a gift. And that will sort of launch this. And I'll thank, you know, my nanny at the time, grandparents. And I kind of got stuck in this place where like what we were saying, how traditional, what I think of as traditional thank you notes, thank you for the gift, how it's, you know, something on your to-do list. And it's a half, it's a have to, not a want to you know, mandatory. Put it. And I sort of stalled on it because like you, like many people, those thank you notes are very boring for me to write and very yes. hard for me to write. You're, you're making me feel better. My son's birthday was in August and I'm still sitting on them and now it's embarrassing. And I made them all pretty and nice and had photos. And um, now it's the thing that wakes me up at two in the morning. I'm like, Maria, you haven't sent the thank you notes too right, late. Listen, They're going to think you're crazy now. Listen, I know I'm the thank you note lady, but I also hate those thank you. Know- I, I just, I mean, I'm a writer. So I like writing writing something that's interesting. And there's just 
so little to say that's interesting about thank you for the Legos. I mean, how do you do it? Um, so anyway, by the end of the month, when I finally was like, ah, I did sort of have this new take on thank you notes that maybe you can, maybe I can inspire you with those ones that you still have to write. So I did write, you know, thanks for coming to the party. Thank you for the Legos. But then I sort of tried to make this deeper connection, you know, to these parents, you know, neighbors and the friends, our, our family friends. It's kind of saying it's been five years since we became parents. Here's why you're important in this, you know, in our village, or here's what we I've been reflecting. And this is what I've, you know, you're some of our, you know, parenting role models or whatever it was. I sort of had one extra sentence yeah. that was like a little ooey gooey and special. And it just made it, you know, I got a lot of nice feedback, even from those. Um, but they were, it's really just because it was more fun. It's like, I needed to write them. And so I needed to think about a way for it to be more interesting for me to write. So 365 days of handwritten gratitude letters, but that was a couple of years ago. So yeah. where do you sit today with gratitude? Yeah. So it definitely taught me all these lessons that I'm still enjoying, that I'm still enacting the note writing. I'm not at that same clip where I'm writing, you know, one a day or 30 a month. But I sort of, I, because I themed the year, I kind of look at these in themes where um, it's kind of rare that I'll have a one-off thank you note that I write. It's more like I took this two-week vacation to my hometown in Southern California for the summer, and I came back and had, you know, 10 or 12 thank you notes that I wanted to write. So I sat down over the course of a day or two and wrote them. So moving forward, I kind of, at any kind of milestone, I'll sort of write a little list and and thank people. And it still gives me that same lovely feeling. And anytime I'm in a bad mood, it's like, let's think about who, who I can write to. Um, and it also just trained me to be more expressive. So you're kicking off something really special. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I'm planning this month of gratitude for November on my social media, um, on my Instagram and such um in my newsletters um yeah i'm basically trying to i'm basically putting out content gratitude content every day of the month this came from <laughs> last you know we get so busy as moms and people around the holidays yes. but i remember that last year i it was i think it was the Thanksgiving night or maybe the day after Thanksgiving. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even, I didn't even post. I'm supposed to be the gratitude lady. Like I had nothing to say on Thanksgiving. What's wrong with me? And it's because we get so busy at that time of year. Anyway, this year I'm doing the opposite. I'm getting very organized. I'm trying to bring the thanks back into Thanksgiving and, you know, really try to infuse that holiday with meaning and give a lot of ideas for how to do that and how to really kind of slow it down. It's so easy to get too busy and to be looking at Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate and Black Friday and everything is this to-do list and it's this nice. Yeah, we lose our damn minds. Let's call yes. it what it is. We get in, we, we, we lose it. So yeah, this will so, ground us a little bit. Yeah, that's my hope is that it's, I'm going to be a reminder for people about taking that time to practice gratitude. That'll just make you feel. Alive. I'm excited for that. I'm going to jump on that. Thank and now you. I've said it. So I'm have to be accountable. I, I love this idea. So Gina, thank you so much for this conversation. Like I said, I've been wanting to have this talk, dig a little deeper and you obviously are the perfect person for it. So if people want to learn more, where can they follow you and find the book? I want to thank yeah. you. 
So GinaHamity.com, my website has, you know, links to my, I'm at Gina underscore Hamity on Instagram, you know, but everything GinaHamity.com is where you can see my book and my newsletter and my Instagram and the whole thing. And this wouldn't be a TV or podcast interview if I didn't say, I want to thank you. And I want to thank you. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Mom to Mom. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can always binge all of our episodes of Mom to Mom wherever you find your podcasts. And you can also catch Mom to Mom on TV. We're on Mondays at 11.30 a.m. on NBC10 Boston. And always, you can find us on Facebook and our Mom to Mom group. All you have to do is search Mom to Mom with Maria Sansone. All right, that's all the business. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I'll see you next time. 